Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Monday morning, the 19th of September. Robbie Catter joining us this morning. Robbie, it, it's an issue um, and obviously we, we need to make sure that we, we are looking at that because it's got to be able, people have got to be able to get what they need out of business in the bush and got to be able to borrow money. The blue card yeah. issue has been something that you've been very passionate about and it took me a little while to understand it, but it is an absolute travesty about what is going on. Now, let's start from the beginning. You have had three days of testimony about the chronic unemployment, the socioeconomic disadvantage that is being experienced within Indigenous communities and you held these hearings, you were there, held in Mount Isa, Palm Island and Yarraba into the Working with Children Amendment Bill of 2021 yep. and not one member, I'm going to say, not one member of the Labor Party were present. <laughs> well, to be precise, the committee did only because they're made to be present, but not one of the MPs, elected MPs representing those areas turned up, bothered to turn up. Now, you could say, oh, that's because it's a, a KAP bill and no one cares about it, but that's um, unfortunately wrong for them because all the mayors turned up and everyone that turned up fully supports it and says this has got to be done. This is, And they've been saying the same thing for nine years, though, because I, I didn't make this up. I got it given to me by um, local justice group morning to on Plus, you know, all the non-Indigenous workers in that field just saying, Rob, the, the blue card is just nuts using it in these communities. If you think that um, waving a blue card around the hospital or the school is keeping kids uh, safe at home in those Aboriginal communities, you're absolutely kidding yourself. And um, and all, it, all it's doing is keeping mum and dad out of work, the ones that are trying to break the cycle and, you know, break that, um, you know, cycle of alcoholism and um, non-unemployment, the ones that try to break out, they go to get their first job and it requires a blue card. And I'll say, sorry, mate, um, you can't get the job because you've... You whack someone five years ago, you got a homebrew offence or, uh, you know, drink driving offence, and that's most people in the community. So um, look forward to having no one ever employed and those kids um, running around the street getting worse and worse and worse because, um, the, you know, the way to turn this stuff around is get mum and dad to meaningful employment, and it can happen. Even if in small numbers it can happen, but you've got to have some practical solutions. So I'll put that forward um, to um, make the blue card more accessible to communities. Overwhelming... You wouldn't even say overwhelming sort. It's a hundred percent of support in the community. It's like you, we've just been hearing the same thing at every hearing from mayors and councillors. Yet not one Labor MP bothered to turn up. Cynthia Louie, member for Cook up in the Cape, um, uh, Torres Strait Islander heritage herself, and then she's um, got the most number of Aboriginal communities. Didn't even bother turning up. Hasn't said a word about it. So why? <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't they have turned Mate, up? Like, what could be more important to her job than at least even turning up to that? What could be more important than trying to save these people in these Aboriginal communities? They, you know, they talk about treaty and, oh, we're going to save everything. Mate, here's something practical that everyone wants up there. Now, I've never heard anyone doing Jim Mornington talking to me about treaty. I've heard them talking a lot about blue cards, and um, that's a lot more important to them right now. Uh, they didn't even bother turning up, so they should be answerable to that. Yeah, it, 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 that's disgusting to me. I, I, I can't get over it. Um, yeah, I, I intend I, to make him answerable to it too, Dobbo. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe it as well. i tell you what I am disappointed in, and, and under the feral pest initiative that this is another one of the governments, right, the bounties yep. for dogs have been dropped 
at a lot of, through a lot of councils. Now, I'm dumbfounded by this. Forever and a day, there has been bounties on trying to get dogs. Now, the the first significant one is, you know, like over the last 12 months, you know, Gunda Windy have decided now, they used to charge $100 a, a bounty. So that yep. they're now done. So Southern Downs, Shire, Boulogne offers 50 a dog. You know, the Gunda Windy offered a centimetre up to 100 per dog, no longer offering a bounty. It cited the Queensland Government Amendment in 2021 to reduce the council funding for pest animal management programs. As a result, the council has undertaken significant consultation with landowners to determine the best management forward. Now, the properties will focus on the reconstruction of barrier fencing and skilled local landholders. All that sounds great. But what's happened is we've got the state government trying to say, well, we're going to move away from the supplied 1080 concentrate. We know that, which is almost depleted. You've got 46 councils that were successful receiving grants of up to a million dollars to try and reduce the impact. But Mark Ferner has lost touch in this area. You can't, you cannot control dogs unless you have trap. It needs to be a full plan. And you know this, you've been all through Queensland. Now we've got the government who are pulling the funding. So the National Wild Dog Program, right, for invasives is saying that it's a dead dog mentality. Seven years on, this has been going on, they cannot in any way believe that they've got this right. Mate, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing that jumps to mind um, as you're going through all that, although it's just, yeah, um, you know, startling, I'm sure, to most of your listeners, but it's, um, uh, you know, the, that I think they poured five or $600 million into the Great Barrier Reef now on the basis of, you know, it's good for the environment. We've got to worry about the environment. But if it comes to pigs, prickly acacia, wild dogs, that's all environmental issues. And um, um, and they pull they pull money. <laughs> it's going backwards, all that funding. So, um, it, 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 you know, it's an entire contradiction. And, and sadly, it's it's um, expected now of this government that they um, do that. And, and um, there's just no intention to, to sort of address these things that affect primary production. And we've got to work out to pay our bill somehow, and we've done it pretty well with primary production the last uh, couple hundred years, mate. So I'm I'm not so sure why they they think, um, you you know, with mackerel or um, primary production, sheep and cattle and whatever, uh, this stuff is not an issue. Um, Massive issue. Yeah. Massive, massive Mm. issue. Appreciate your time, Robbie. We'll catch up again shortly, mate. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure, Dolly. Good on you. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today.